You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And good morning. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Teresa Curley. And we're your hosts today for Real Presence Live, broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. South Dakota. So, Teresa is our newest listener relationships coordinator here. Well, not newest. I don't know. It's a tie between you and Karen Selensky. Who was hired first. (laughs) But you are representing Eastern South Dakota, so you've been making a lot of phone calls, reaching out for our banquets, live drive, and you've been getting to talk, hopefully, with a lot of people. Yeah. If they'll answer their phones. That's always the challenge. (laughs) Well, it doesn't help. I had a South Carolina number. Ah. And... Yeah, so people people have told me they're like, "Oh, I didn't pick up because I don't recognize the number." Who I'm like, "I don't you? blame you. I get a ton of <laughs> spam calls myself." So, so let's yeah. talk a little bit about. I wanted to chat with you. We've got pan- banter time now, and I wanted to chat with you just get an update how things are going, what a listener relationship coordinator does, what your duties are for the entire diocese of Sioux Falls. So yeah, for sure. Um, so basically, I do a lot of networking and fundraising and just like trying to reach out to uh, listeners and potential listeners in eastern South Dakota. Um, so um, right now, we're preparing for our fall live drive and the fall banquets. So I've been making a bunch of phone calls, inviting people to the banquet and asking them to support the live drive. And that's been really fun, just like getting to know people yeah because you never know know. yeah and i've had some really great conversations with (laughs) people too like totally unexpected that totally make up for when people don't recognize my phone number and don't answer you know (laughs) well and Um, i think it's it's always a surprise um i remember the first time i was calling i was so nervous because you're calling people and basically asking them for money, which is yeah. na- very needed. You know, we are 100% donor listener supported. So it's a needed um, thing that we have to do to reach out to these folks. But it was after a few days of calling, after I got the nerve to call, because uh, <laughs> I'm such an introvert, um, the conversations you have yeah. with some of these listeners. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's so cool. And what was also fun too is being able to like put pieces of a puzzle together. Like I had this really great conversation with one man one morning and we were like on the phone for like half an hour and he was telling me his vocation story, all this stuff. And then a couple of days later, I happened to call his sister. I didn't know that it was his sister. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and then a week later, I talked to his daughter. And it's halfway through that conversation that I like figured out that she was his daughter. So it's just like really cool. I'm like, I haven't met these people yet. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to see them at the banquets. But it was just like really neat. Yeah. Just the connections and I don't know. Yeah. I love that family. <laughs> it is. It is a family. And that's, and we, we call uh, one of our taglines for Real Presence Radio is your family of faith and hope. Mm. And it's like when you really start to dive in and make these phone calls or go to the banquets or go to just a convention that happens to be going on, the people that come up and they're like, yeah, they, well, the hard part, Teresa, after today is that people will come up to you and they'll be like, hey, so, how's your sister doing? And you'd be like, 
who are you? <laughs> <laughs> you forget you announced all of this on the air. <laughs> but it is. It's a huge family. Yeah, it's it's really exciting, too. Just super encouraging to see how much people are set on fire by Real Presence Radio. And yeah. the conversations that happen and the talks and the prayer. And it's like, wow, this really works. The Lord is really using this. This is an apostolate. Yeah. Yeah. And that honestly makes the phone calls a lot easier. Like if I was just calling for money about something I don't believe in, yeah. I would hate that. <laughs> so depressing. Just the thought of it makes me want to cry. But I'm not asking for money for some random cause. I'm asking it for the Lord to like spread the gospel in the upper Midwest. And that's really exciting. Yeah. And with every every time like I call and there's no answer, um, I feel like I'm able to share a little bit um, with the Lord in the agony in the garden. Oh. Just like... You, you couldn't stay awake with me and answer your phone? Is it, <laughs> it quite the same thing, but bear with me, it works. Um, just being able to share it a little bit of that cross is yeah. super cool. And it makes the next phone call so much more of a blessing. Like, yeah. you can just really feel the Lord's mercy in that. Anyway. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love my job. <laughs> We're glad you're with us. Let's take a step back and talk about, um, we had you on when you were first hired, I guess that was about a month ago? Yeah. Is that hard to believe? Yeah. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself because they're going to be hearing a lot from you, not just phone calls, not just um, during the live drive and banquets, but you're going to start co-hosting with me. All right. And so I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, If you pass today, I, this is a (laughs) quiz. No, I'm kidding. Um, But Let's give the listeners a little bit of your background just so they can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. So I grew up on a small homestead in South Carolina. Uh, I was homeschooled. I have seven siblings. And where are you in the lineup? I'm number five. Number five. Number five. So I have five brothers and two sisters. Um, And my family was always like really on fire with the faith. Like my parents, um, as as I mentioned, we were homeschooled and my parents really took our catechesis classes a step further Mm. than, you know, I guess like what's required. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right. Yeah. So they were very much, um, influential in that. And we lived like 45 minutes away from four different Catholic churches. So there was nothing right there. And there wasn't a huge Catholic community or, Catholic youth group or anything near us. Um, so we really got that community from our siblings and each other. Hmm. Um, and so that kind of put a desire on my heart. First of all, a love for the faith, but then also a desire to find Catholic community and to immerse myself in it. And so, yeah. Well, one of the questions I have is because we were just talking with Dana from um, the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and we were talking about creating a domestic church at home, praying at home, mm-hmm. catechizing at home, all those different things. So not that every family is a perfect example of it, but your family was doing that. Mm-hmm. We're trying to bridge that gap. We're trying to get families to do that. And your family did that and does that. What impact, what are the fruits when you're looking at your seven siblings? Um, did it, I don't want to say, did the faith stick, mm. but how many of them are still faithful? Um, out of eight of us, seven are. Wow. Yeah. So pretty, yeah, and pray pretty, pretty good statistics. <laughs> pray pretty, pretty good statistics. Yeah. 
Yeah, and what's ins- really inspiring and encouraging too is so my oldest brother Nicholas, um, he went to Wyoming Catholic College, which preview. <laughs> We're going to be interviewing someone from Wyoming Catholic College in just a little bit, so I'm super excited about that. But um, so Nick went to Wyoming Catholic College, and he met his wife there, and she's a Byzantine Catholic of the Ruthenian Rite. Okay, and. Nicholas just fell in love with that, right? They're in full union with the church. Um, and so he ended up switching rights. And so their, their Byzantines are very, like, I don't know, very earthy, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can use that word, sure. uh, with their spirituality. Like, there's a, even more so than Romans are, I think. Like, there's um, icons everywhere. There's just, like, traditions with, like, what you can eat on different days and... Hmm. It's just, like, very rich in your day-to-day life. And they now have two little girls. And um, it's just, like, really beautiful to watch Nick and Alexis bring their kids to to the faith and just, yeah. like, teach them and nurture them. And so I would say, like, I don't know, that's pretty telling of the fruits of praying with your family is seeing how now the grandkids are living the faith. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. So they're only, like, Two and almost one, <laughs> but they're living the face but still. <laughs> they're still immersed. Their location. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. So. so, you grew up in South Carolina, a large family, um, great community of a domestic church at home. Mm-hmm. And then um, from there, where did you go? Yeah, so I went to college for a year up in New Hampshire, a Catholic college, and then the Lord called me out of that, and I served with the Marian Missionaries of Divine Mercy in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. Um, and that was that was super formative years of my life, and honestly, like the happiest years of my life really? so far. <laughs> um, there's more to come. <laughs> um, but yeah, we did a lot of... St- outreach to the homeless of Boston and New York City. Really? Yeah, and it wasn't How like... How long were you with them? Um, about a year and a half. Wow. I say two years because it was really like two program years, but okay. calendar-wise was a year and a half. Um, and it was a lot of building of relationships with the homeless, hmm. as opposed to like, I'm here, you're over there, I'm going to preach at you. It's like, no, I want to get to know your heart, and I want you to know mine, because I desire to be loved and to be known as well. And so... It was very much building community on the streets and then back in the community with your fellow missionaries. So, wow. yeah, so I did that for a year and a half. And then I moved home to South Carolina um, right around COVID. <laughs> and our diocese was completely shut down. Mm. Um, priests weren't even allowed to hear confessions at all. And so that's when my brothers were like, come to Wyoming, you can get a job here, there's Catholics here. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I did. I bought a one-way ticket to Wyoming, <laughs> and I lived and worked there for a year. I worked for Wyoming Catholic College as a cook, and then I made gin at a distillery. <laughs> and then I got here. <laughs> and then you got here. Then I got here. <laughs> It'll see so, what happens next. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about uh, the calling to Catholic Radio. Yeah. Um, so you had, it was COVID and you had been laid off um, mm-hmm. and you were looking for work. Yeah. So I guess, so I was laid off for about a month total. And looking back, I That's wish I had gone on vacation or something. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I was just like immediately like, oh no, what am I going to do? I need a job. I have all this time. What am I going to do? And so the first three days, I just spent 10 to 12 hours a day 
applying to jobs. And I applied to everything in Lander, Wyoming. And then I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe the Lord doesn't want me in Lander. Mm. And so that's when I Googled Catholic jobs and this job popped up. And it immediately just grabbed my attention because I was like, I would love to just spend time with people and get to know them and to be built on Christ in that way. And so just like really... It was a long shot, but I was like, I just want to try this. Yeah. And so I remember telling people, like, yeah, I applied to a radio job in North Dakota. I mean, I like the job, but I don't want to move to North Dakota. So either way, <laughs> the Lord will work it out. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Just like every every moment has been confirmed in different ways. And it seems like initially it seems totally out of the blue, right? Like it right. really does. I'm right. still surprised. But... Just discovering how much I love it and how much good fruit it's already starting to bear in my life. I'm like, oh, this, Mm -hmm. I don't know all the whys or what ifs or like wherefores or whatever, (laughs) Um, but I know that there's a reason and I'm starting to see little pieces of it every day. So, yeah. Wow. Such trust, such trust. Well, folks, I am Heather Carroll. I'm Teresa Curley. And we are your hosts this morning and we're just getting to get getting to know Teresa a little bit more. Uh, She will start co-hosting with me regularly, so you'll hear her voice regularly. Um, She's the new listener relationship coordinator here for Eastern South Dakota, and she's joined the crew here in South Dakota, and um, just learning more about who she is and what she's all about. So we're going to have some more banter time after this break, but we're going to take a quick break, Teresa. All right. All right. Folks, stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. When a bishop comes to visit a parish, whether it's confirmation or some other event, it's kind of a kind of a formal liturgy, kind of a formal occasion. But when uh, when I get to talk on the radio, I just get to chat with with whoever I'm visiting with, and we we talk about all kinds of different topics and subjects, and people get a chance to kind of uh, hear my thinking on this or that, and different issues affecting the church and and their communities, and and so yeah, it's it's kind of a way for the people of the parishes to get in on the conversation, you might say. And when I do visit the parishes, I try to just stop and visit with as many people. Usually there's some sort of a gathering afterwards. And and I try to make a point to say hello to everybody and just sometimes sit down and and visit for a little bit. But this is a little bit more of an extended chat, a little more of an in-depth conversation and people can can, uh, listen in, you might say, and sometimes call in and ask questions as well. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. 
From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Teresa Curley. And we are your hosts for Real Presence Live this morning. Happy Friday! Friday! Uh, Teresa is our newest, one of our newest listener relationship coordinators. She's going to start co-hosting with me, the lucky, lucky girl. I guess I passed! Well, you know, we just let anybody on the radio. <laughs> I'm kidding. Fair, fair. So we're just getting to know her, getting to know Oh, you. I knew you'd do a solo. I knew it. <laughs> so you took the huge leap of faith to take this position here in Sioux Falls. Uh, talk about, uh, I'm putting you on the spot, but talk about the first time you met Mark. That was awesome. <laughs> um, first, Mark is our executive yeah. director. Yeah. Um, and he interviewed you first, right? Mike did. Oh, Mike did. Yeah, I had a phone conversation with Mike and then a Zoom session with both of them. And then um, after I was hired, but before I came up to South Dakota, um, Mark called me a couple times. And so we were able to have some really good conversations before I came up. And... What I think I kind of picked up on this when we were talking, but then definitely when he came to Sioux Falls the first couple of days I was working here, I was just really impressed by um, the fact that he's a man of prayer. Mm-hmm. And you can just tell that, and it really makes a difference. It like, does. I, I mean, I can't even really... Well, and for the listeners, they might not know that our staff, we're, we, we cover... All of North Dakota, we have staff in Rapid City, Bismarck, Williston. I mean, we're all over the place. And then we're in Rapid City, Sioux Falls, Fargo, and Rochester, Minnesota. So our staff spans this entire Mm. network. And some of them are just individuals like Nick out in Rochester is just a solo person Mm -hmm. in Minnesota. But as a staff, we gather every single morning for prayer. And we start our days in prayer as an entire staff. So does it feel different working for a group that does that? Yeah, it really really does. Funny that you mentioned that because um, earlier earlier, uh, I mentioned to you that one of my former bosses was a witch. (laughs) Like literally. Wiccan. Yeah, literally. So this makes a world of difference. It, It really does because you know that everyone's everyone's here for a reason it's not it's not the money it's not like i don't know what the is fame it? i'm totally loaded <laughs> you're totally famous you're totally totally full of it <laughs> no but it's really it's a calling from the lord it's an apostolate and just like keeping that center forefront and center all the time is um is really important and so when i met mark it was the second day I was hired, we were going to go have some meetings, and he's going to go introduce me to people. And then he's like, you know, um, we're going to leave in half an hour. Um, I think I'm going to go pray until then. So I'll, I'll meet you in half an hour. 
And I was like, wow. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, you're really busy. There's a million other things you could be doing. But that's really inspirational. And it brings it, like, full circle. It's Yeah. It's not just like a nine to five, here are my hours. It's actually a life of loving the Lord. Like that's what we're called to do. So, Well, and I don't know if it was Mother Teresa or Mother Angelica, and I could be totally wrong, but they were like, you don't have time to pray. You better pray twice. Yeah. And then I just butchered the quote, but (laughs) same idea, right? If you don't Mother have Heather. Mother Heather, <laughs> if you don't have time to pray, you better pray twice. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. But you do. You have to take that time out and be very intentional about it. Yeah, yeah. I realized nothing else really matters because it's not really what you do anyway. It's what he's doing <laughs> no, for you, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. So looking back, uh, now that you've been here for about a month, there were a lot of different things that came together to make things work. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm like, I hate to put her on the spot like this, but can you just talk about hindsight? You know, it's amazing because so many of us worry. I am like Mm. a professional worrier and I've started, my mom told me to do this, but I've started to write down my worries in my little uh, saint calendar thing that I've got mm. before I go to bed. All of my worries and all of my concerns, and I write them down, and then I give them to God for the night. Mm, such a great idea. I, love I that. try to give them to God for the night. <laughs> <laughs> I keep stealing them back sometimes, but it's a, it's a work in progress. But, and, then I, and then I try to fall asleep in prayer. Um, mm. But I think it's that trusting in God. He's going to take care of things. So talk mm. about that. How has he shown himself to you in the last month? Yeah. So just real quick, like something I learned with the missionaries was kind of a definition for trust is praise and thanksgiving. Mm. And so that's something that I try to remind myself of like all, constantly. And so for me, receiving this job offer was such such a gift from God, like a very particular gift. And so like, I just, I'm going to trust you, but I'm going to trust you with praise and thanksgiving, even if it's not looking how I thought it would look. And so, so what does that mean with praise and thanksgiving? You're just going to thank him every day. Yeah. Thank him and praise him for everything. Knowing that whatever happens to me is he's loving me through what, whatever, every detail of that day, he's loving me through it. And so like, people say trust. Well, like what does trust mean? Is it just like this blind belief? I mean, sure to a certain extent, but it's more active than that. It's not just a passive, like, Oh yeah, everything will be okay. It's like, no, (laughs) I'm going to praise God and be thankful for him and for his love because I know Mm -hmm. he's carrying me through this, like whatever it is, like he's, he's holding me. Um, and so, just an example of that was I had never been to Sioux Falls before. I'd never been to South Dakota before. And so I was looking for a place to live and I had no idea where to live. Like we talked on the phone so many times trying to figure it out. And I finally found a place. It was um, a house like right in the downtown area and it looked perfect. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't going to commit until I was up here and could actually look at it. Right. And so... Um, and folks, when we say perfect, we mean perfect. It was perfect. Like you it, could see the cathedral from the porch. <laughs> and you would have been, the priest rectory would have been your neighbors. Yeah. We're talking perfect yeah. folks yeah. here it in was, Sioux Falls. It was perfect. It was awesome. Yeah. And so 
the day before I left and drove up, I slept in. So like, this is my last time to ever sleep in. I woke <laughs> up. Ever and ever. <laughs> and I woke up and I got a text message from the owner and they let it to someone else. So it's totally understandable. Like, I totally get it. I wasn't committed at all. But I was just afraid. And so I was really angry. And I wasn't angry at them. Like, I was just angry in That's general. That's situation. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just like, yeah. I need to find an apartment. Uh, I need to finish packing all this stuff. And so I grabbed a cup of coffee and I spent the next hour looking at apartments and I had like set up some um, tours on Tuesday, whatever. And the whole time, kind of like my one prayer was like, Lord, I know you have something better for me. I know you have something better for me. I have no idea what it is, but you have to. And then sure enough, (laughs) Tuesday, I found the apartment that I was meant to be. It was also very close to St. Lambert's Parish, which is Of course, you got to give a plug to St. Lambert's. (laughs) (laughs) You got to do it. Um, And I also felt like the Lord was really bringing me to St. Lambert's. Like, that's my spiritual yes. home. And if I had, and I'm like less than 10 minutes away now. And if I had been downtown, um, first of all, now I'm like, I can't stand the craziness of downtown if I was to live here all the time. <laughs> but then also, I probably wouldn't have made the 20-minute drive to St. Lambert's all no. the time. Like, maybe occasionally, but in general, no. Yeah, you would have been a cathedral parishioner. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, the cathedral's beautiful, yeah. but St. Lambert's is where I was meant to be. So just like little things of like... The Lord has something better for me, so I'm going to praise and thank Him in the storm because I don't know what it is. Wow! So that's all I can do. Love it. Still working on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a work in progress, isn't it? (laughs) For sure, for sure. Oh my goodness. Well, we are just blessed to have you, and um, another strange blessing in all of this was that the fact that your apartment wasn't going to be ready, and so then you got to stay with me. So much fun. And I think it was just. divine intervention because it really just cemented i think a relationship Mm -hmm. with me and my family and just to become part of the family for sure instead of just some random person who shows up to work on monday (laughs) yeah you know honestly it showed me that i'm supposed to like in this job i'm supposed to be myself I'm not supposed to like pretend to be oh, we someone are? I'm not. Like uh, I didn't you know? know that. Nobody told me that. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, and so like just getting to know you, I was like, I I'm not I can't pretend. Like Heather no. Heather is Heather and I love Heather. We all have to be genuine. Yeah, and so it, it really taught me and it made the first few days of work especially a lot easier. A lot better. <laughs> you know. We we've so had fun good. and we've we've gotten a great relationship going and um it's been awesome despite yeah. whether she likes my driving or not <laughs> she is mario andretti i'll just give you that folks so all right but but but, but school zones is a no-go i had people get mad at me for going 31 in a 30 school zone and i'm speeding right like, by nope. one mile i'm doing and this they're getting mad roll down your window i'm doing this for the children <laughs> for the children <laughs> I'm abiding by the law. <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. Well, I'm excited because up after our break, uh, we're going to be talking with Dr. Jeremy Holmes from Wyoming Catholic College, which is where you spent a year of your world yeah. working, working at Wyoming Catholic College. And a lot of us out here haven't heard of Wyoming Catholic College. And so we just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what it is, where it is, and their approach to college life. So yeah, it should, it's it should interesting. Be fun. It's very unique. It's yeah. Very unique. 
So uh, we are broadcasting today from, uh, I was going to say Rapid City, <laughs> Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I am Heather Caro. I'm Teresa Curley. And we are your hosts today for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us and allowing us into your homes and workplaces and cars and whatever. If you've missed any of the first hour, you can always check it out on realpresenceradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Wyoming Catholic College and Dr. Jeremy Holmes. All right. 